T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No better way to celebrate a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday than by talking to PFT commenter on the BetQL guest line. Let's waste no time. PFT, what's going on, man? You've been uh, what's up, troublemaker? You've had a hell of a week, dude. What's up, boys? Yeah, I've been uh, it's been uh, it's been an all timer. Very confusing week at times, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it, it's been great, and I, I'm pumped to uh, to get to Arizona. I hope I'm going to see you guys there. Are you guys going to be on Radio Row? We're we're not. We're just doing radio from the house we rented. But B Mitch is making ribs Wednesday night. If you want to come over. I gotta check the schedule. I put me down as as a probably yes on that one. All right. um, <laughs> I would I would love to stop by. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm like seventy five percent there on that one. Are you? Uh, at, yeah. We, we are we you gonna be at Radio Row? What are you doing? Because you guys are I'm, credentialed now. I think right? I am gonna be there. I'm going there Wednesday. I think I'm going there Wednesday also. I I think the the exact wording that the NFL has for us is uh, apprehend on site for uh, <laughs> most of Barstool Sports. We are not permitted to go on Radio Row. They let Will Compton and Taylor Luan there because I guess Taylor's technically in the NFL and Will says that he is. So they're, they had a hard time keeping him out of Radio Row if they're actually like, you know, employees of the league. But for everybody else, no. Uh, Roger Goodell, I, I think he's got like a team of spies that, that are going to be on the lookout for us. Two years ago, they passed out like a wanted poster for me, Dave, Big Cat, and a few other guys at Barstool just being like, do not let these people in. They will probably be attempting to use fake credentials to get past security. Got to admit, Roger Goodell absolutely nailed me on that one. I did have a fake credential <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> Dude, I, so I remember two things. I remember the Miami Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl before COVID, all you guys being at whatever it is called, media night that that night, and Portnoy's, Portnoy's credential was like three times the size of oh, everyone really, else. Yeah. And he had like a fake mustache on, and I was like, "How does nobody like?" I, I thought it was hysterical <laughs> and amazing, but like, how does nobody notice that? Um, and yeah. then, do, do you remember? I think it was Indy. I think it was the combine where you, Big Cat, and Hank were going to come to our set, and this was just when I was doing the podcast out there and sit down at the little fake miniature media ro- uh, radio row they do at the combine, and you literally got like apprehended at the gate. And we had to come outside and shoot the segment with you guys, like wow. outside of the outside of the the. Why is it so tough hall. on you all, man? Uh, we're the bad boys of podcasting, B. Mitch. We we <laughs> aren't afraid to crack a few eggs to make our omelets. You know, we we've said some questionable things about Roger Goodell in the past. Actually, no, I'm gonna take that back. We've said some very true things about Roger Goodell in the past. If it's a true, he then it's cool. To be questionable. Yeah, well, that's how that's how it should work in America. But Goodell, unfortunately, runs 
a, a dictatorship. So what he says goes, and he's also a liar. And I, I could just talk about Goodell for like hours, but he said that, um, I think this is under oath in Congress in his testimony. He said that he was not familiar with Barstool Sports or Dave Portnoy. Meanwhile, he's actively had our names put on lists to not let us into places. Dave paid $200,000 in a charity auction to watch Monday Night Football with Roger Goodell. And Goodell said, no, give this guy his money back. I'm not watching with him. So he, he knows exactly who we are, but um, it's actually it's better for us if he you know, remains kind of like an enemy of ours because the second the NFL accepts us, allows us in, then we lose that street cred. So I'm, I'm perfectly happy to be, uh, to be banned from all official NFL activities. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep promoting his league because I love the NFL. But it's kind of cool to be like, yeah, sorry, we can't come meet you. We will be arrested if we step foot on site. Now, that's not to say that I'm not going to try to trespass somewhere this year because <laughs> that's part of the fun of it, you know, like getting away with stuff. It's fun to do hood rat stuff with your friends. And that's probably – I'm going to push the limits on it this year, and we'll see what happens. I love it. Um, so let's talk about the other trouble you've caused more recently. Uh, what the hell happened with you and Arian Foster and saying the NFL is rigged and people actually believing what, it was, was, sarcasm. Ve- what was very clearly a joke? Well, well, B. Mitch knows because he, he played in the league for a while. You show up in week one, uh, you have the script writer come in, and you guys do like a dress rehearsal of, of uh, what you're going to be doing on TV that weekend. And then, you know, you, you give feedback and notes on it, and then he makes edits to it. He runs it by the league office. It's like a giant movie. It's basically all theater. No, what, what the real deal was, was uh, you know, people have been talking about, like, the NFL and it being rigged because there were some questionable calls, which, you know, that's going to happen. I'm not saying the officiating's good, but um, in a game that's played at that speed, you're going to miss some stuff. Uh, so there's been a lot of talk about, you know, whether or not it's rigged. And a lot of the dumber people in the world are like, yeah, this entire thing is scripted. If you look at it, it's no different from WWE. If you look around the league, you know how many hundreds and thousands of people would have to be in on the, the league <laughs> yeah. being rigged? You, do you think that somebody's going to work out their entire life, train super hard, go through college, bust their ass playing football, they get to the NFL, and week one you get a script, and it's like, yeah, uh, sorry, in your script, you're going to tear your ACL week one, and you're not going to have an NFL career. You think anybody would ever go along with that, ever? Like, it's, it doesn't pass the smell test. But um, I think most people who are smart would, would understand that. But Arian was in the studio, and we were doing our podcast, Macrodosing, and I was just like, so, Arian, you know, you were talking to us about how everything's scripted in the NFL, and we were just joking. And so Arian starts talking about, like, how he got his script, and some weeks it would be like, he needs to have a hamstring injury this week, and other weeks he's going to score three touchdowns. And how how committed the team was to the script, like there were a bunch of actors that were all like trying to make a movie together, and it was pretty obviously sarcasm. And then it started to take. I feel bad because I I got the video clip of him saying, and I put it online, and I I phrased it like deadpan, being like, "Wow, Arian Foster admits the NFL's rigged," and um, it kind of took off. And I'd say like 90% of people understand that it was a joke. If you listen to it, we're very obviously joking about it, especially if you listen to Big T at the end, ask him how right. come the script writers took away all of his ability after he came out as an atheist. But so we started like, <laughs> it started going viral. And uh, the 10% of people that didn't get it, they were like getting mad at Arian Foster and saying that he was like an idiot. And Arian is like the farthest thing from an idiot in the world. He's like a very funny guy and he was in on this entire bit. 
So I just kind of felt bad that maybe there were some people out there that didn't realize that he was joking, and that looked bad on him. But he's he's the best, and so like he thinks that this has been extremely funny. You know, like it's been a pain in his ass in terms of like checking his Twitter mentions and being able to use his phone. He doesn't like that part of it, but um, the rest of it, it's been it's been very funny to see like the NFL world weigh in on it and how Marlon Humphreys was like, oh, yeah, I only gave up 200 yards to Jamar Chase because they said that was in the script. And uh, part of the memes that have come out of it have been – it's been very, very funny to watch it take off. But, yeah, I do – I owe Arian a big one. I, I told him on uh, on Wednesday's show that I, I need to take some bullets for him. So it, if he needs to throw me out of the bus for anything, I do owe him It just that. shows you how many fools in this world. People really were believing that. And, like, listen – I, I remember in the fifth grade, no, third grade, teacher told one student something in their, in, their, in their ear and said, tell the next person, go around the class. It changed five times with 25 kids. Yeah. You mean to tell me they really believe you could take 47 guys, plus you have another 20-plus that are on practice squad and the ones that are inactive that day, all these coaches and everybody can go through one script for all these years <laughs> and and nobody ever knew any of this. So they believe Arian Foster when he said it. Listen, there are a bunch of dumbasses in the world, point blank. <laughs> Let's just be real. Because yeah. when I'm looking at it, I just started laughing. I say, oh, this is going to take off right here. <laughs> and people I- were believing that. Then you get the, the 10 who think they're super smart. They argue and get mad at him. As if you can't be saying that you know that's wrong. No, dude, you're the fool for getting mad. <laughs> so you fall into one of three camps. You you either understand that he was being sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, the, the second camp is you think that he's being serious, but you feel like Arian is an idiot for saying it. Like you think that Arian's really, really dumb, and he's just saying something to, you know, wh- whatever the case may be, like trying to make headlines. Or oh, he did that. Yeah, yeah. So we we did that. It did make headlines, but not because Arian was like trying to say that the NFL was actually rigged. Yeah. And then the third camp of people, and this is my personal favorite, the camp of people that were like, "Preach, Arian. That's right. I always knew this was rigged. Thank you for finally being brave enough to stand up for this and speak your mind on this, and just know that like I got your back. And uh, if anything happens to you, I know that it's the Illuminati that did it to you. You know, like those people. Those are. Those are my favorites that are taken very seriously. I, I've noticed that it's started to go international now. So uh, EPL and, like, European soccer started doing memes of different players, like uh, the, the fellow from Denmark, Christian Eriksen, who had his heart stopped in a game a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Somebody was like Christian Eriksen finding out the script for the Euro 2000 finals or whatever. And uh, it I think the, the biggest piece of proof that you can have that the NFL is not rigged is – do you really think that Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan and the Atlanta Falcons would be like, okay, yeah, yeah. we're going to go up 28 points to the Super Bowl, and we're going to be known for the rest of our lives right. as the guys that gave up the biggest comeback in postseason history? That would never in a million years happen. But it, it's been very funny to, to see it go uh, go as far as that, because we, we thought we were just joking around about it. We never expected it to take off. But I do, again, I feel bad that, to a certain extent, there are some people out there that believe that Arian Foster believes that. That's not what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's one of your guys, and I I follow, it's like, you know how KFC does that one minute on Instagram thing, like the news stories in one minute? 
Um, he, uh, I, forgive me for not knowing the other dude's name, but it was, um, it, it was in relation to Tom Brady retiring. And the dude was like, the internet consists at all times of three reactions to any news event. There's the good reaction, the bad reaction, and the ugly reaction. And it was just so funny watching that incredibly fake story become a story. And then real outlets run with it. Like, I, I saw your tweet about Sports Illustrated running with it. <laughs> like, you're Sports kinda, Illustrated. What the hell are you doing? Well, I kind of respect what Sports Illustrated did in, like, a, a scumbag way. So, right. Sports <laughs> Illustrated, for a long time, they were looked at as a bastion of journalistic integrity in the sports world. Right. I mean, they were they were second to none. I, I read Sports Illustrated growing up. They had the best writers there, the best editors there. It was fantastic. And um, they've recently pivoted to try to be more like other websites that aren't news dedicated to just like get clicks no matter what. So they'll do like, like goofy stuff and um, stuff that's obviously like not, you know, they, it's a lot of clickbait. So what they did was they ran the headline, former NFL player, Arian Foster says the NFL is completely scripted and discusses, you know, whatever it was, uh, his time in Houston and the scripts that they used to run. And then you click on the article and you have to go three quarters of the way down the page until the article says Arian was joking and being sarcastic during this. So you can't have it both ways. You you either have to be you either have to run right. the correct headline or you have to just completely whiff on the story entirely and say that he actually believes it. But again, in a, in a scumbaggy way, like I understand the internet game that they're playing, mm-hmm. and so you just have to tip your cap for that reason. Be like, okay, you're at least you're being shameless about it. Haven't. Am I crazy, but, like, haven't clicks kind of been devalued in a lot of ways? Like, hasn't the internet gotten smarter? No. Nope. Uh, I mean, it's... <laughs> I guess, it hasn't. I guess not. Right? <laughs> it's definitely not gotten smarter, but there there are a lot of websites that I think are chasing... Like, Sports Illustrated is one of those. They were financially successful for a long time, and then they fell behind on the internet trend, and they didn't invest in it right, and they didn't make the right hires. And they also had some, like, private equity stuff, too, but their business model was all screwed up because they were too reliant on, on uh, the, the mail subscriptions. And so when everybody was making money off the internet and off clicks, they were like five years behind. Yep. And so then once people start pivoting off the, uh, the, uh, the clicks model on the internet, that's when sports illustrated is getting right in. So they're, they're just always five, about five years behind any of the trends in media. Um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting because they they still, like, Breer is a powerhouse NFL reporter. I think Pat Forty's with them now, who's a great yeah. college sports reporter. Like, they still have some high-end reporting, but it, it is, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it's, you, you're right. They're, they're reporting. They do have good reporters, for sure. They've got some of the best. But then the rest of, of the website that's, that's run by, I guess, the people that joined after they got bought out or sold, like, that part is, is no good. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let, let's switch to a little bit of Commander stuff. We're talking with our friend PFT Commenter here uh, from Barstool Sports and, of course, the Pardon My Take podcast where we are all AWLs. Um, a lot being made this week of Ron Rivera playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am um, instead of being at the Senior Bowl. Where do you land on that? Yeah, I, I, I honestly could not care at all about about that. Like, yeah, let, let ding, Ron ding, go ding, out ding. golf. Like, it, it, I mean, he's had. If you coach a full season for this franchise, you probably need an extended vacation somewhere. Like, <laughs> you need, that's for your mental health. You need to go somewhere and just just mellow out for a while. And I'm, I'm not excusing Ron and everything. 
there's definitely you know, some some issues that he's had. I actually I, I also think that this could be a, a one foot out the door thing. I think that there's mm. you know if the ownership move happens soon, which you know we've all heard rumors here and there about, uh, then I I feel like he he knows that he's not going to be here for the long haul, maybe even the rest of the year. So uh, I mean, good for Ron. He's you know he's he's in his twilight years as a coach. Let the man go golf. I there is a lot of stuff that I get worked up about with this franchise. I cannot. I cannot muster the energy to get upset because Ron Rivera went golfing and say going to the senior bowl when he's probably not going to be coaching the team for longer than a year anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Um, I'm with you on that, man. Do you, we I get you, pissed at a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to get pissed at a man for in the offseason enjoying himself at an event when he has people that their jobs are to go to those places and do those things. Yeah, no. Hang on one second, because I'm just I'm just realizing I got to be consistent. If Hank, our producer on part of my take, had done what Ron Rivera is doing and went golfing instead of going to work, I would I would be all over him. So, in the interest of consistency, I will say that Ron Rivera is suspended from producing the part of my take podcast <laughs> for six months if he wants to do that. So I I just realized that I spent about 15 minutes just. Jumping down Hank's throat because he wants to play a couple rounds of golf next week. So um, credit to me for being logically consistent. Um, if, if Hank needs some golf rounds, we we could probably use an eighth on on Tuesday. So let me know. Um, okay. Uh, I think um, I'm largely with you. It's bad optics, but I think Ron just might not care about the optics. And yeah. he, he didn't go to the Senior Bowl last year either. It it's not like they don't have people at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. If he, had, if he had gone last year, then maybe this year you could say something. He didn't go last year, as you just stated. He had his people you know there. What? You know what? Given given Ron's track record as a, a GM, maybe it's okay that he's not doing the scouting. In, in, in <laughs> I don't know. That might be that might be a mixed blessing for us. I, I mean, I, I, I like Ron, but yeah, as far as like going to a golf tournament uh, in January, yeah, go take a break. Get out of here. Get out of the city. Come back refreshed. I'm not. I'm not in a place to get worked up about that just yet. So let's ask you one more. Then um, yesterday marked one year of the Commanders. It marked the one year anniversary of of two two twenty two, which was the unveiling. Uh, perhaps a little underwhelming. H- has the name grown on you? Has the the uniforms like? H- how do you feel about the about being a Commanders fan one year later? Um. I uh, I like eating cereal in the morning, JP. I like I like having a, a bowl of like raisin bran every now and again. It, it it does the job. I never have a great bowl of raisin bran. I never have a bad bowl of raisin bran. I just kind of eat cereal sometimes when I'm getting ready for work, and I don't think about it at all for the rest of the day. That's how I feel about the commander's name all the time, and about like the, how the, how the franchise has has branded themselves. It's a it's a bowl of cereal. It's not good. It's not. It's not awful. It's just kind of there. And until we until we win a Super Bowl, until we not necessarily even a Super Bowl, until we start winning consistently, then no one's going to have any attachment to the name whatsoever because it does feel like it was created, you know, in a in a focus group designed to appeal to you know the the military contractors in the region. Which, I, as a business standpoint, like I understand <laughs> that, but I don't think that anybody's going to love that team name until we have sustained success. And once we do, then people will be like all in on the team. That's just that's just how our brains work. If yep. we 
you know, have a 10-year stretch where we go to the playoffs six, seven times, people are going to be all in, being like, go commies, let's go commanders. But until that happens, everyone's just going to be like, man, because it's not a great name. It's just kind of, it's neutral, it's bland, it's there, it's whatever. Um, it, it, looking back a year ago, I was I was very underwhelmed by it because there there were other better options. The Red Wolves, the Hogs, the Red Hogs, all those would have been great names. And I'm just glad that, that we got Major Tutty out of it. So as long as we've got Tutty, then, you know, <laughs> God bless the broken road that led us to this point. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. Hopefully next week we get to catch up for a beer or two. I don't know what the Phoenix Scottsdale equivalent is of Northside Tavern in Atlanta, but we'll have to find out. I've got some boots on the ground in Arizona, some dive bar experts out there that are going to give me some good intel. I'm, I'm way heady on that one. You guys want to put a little wager on, on the Pro Bowl? Are they actually playing a game? No. Here's what, We can't figure out if last night was the Pro Bowl or if there's more coming this weekend. Do you <laughs> I know? Think there might, there's got to be a flag football game, right? Isn't it flag football? And I think that's the night, Eli? right? I, okay, well, look, we don't know. Whatever <laughs> we probably okay. should look it up, but we don't know. All right, so here's here's what I think is going to happen. And again, I do not know the arrangement of things for this weekend. I think it's a flag football game, and Peyton and Eli are the two captains. So I'll let you guys decide if that's actually what happens. I'll let you guys decide who you want, Peyton or Eli. I'll take the other side, and then the loser has to buy a night's worth of drinks for the winner. Well, hell, I'll just buy the drinks. All right. Um, well, B. Mitch is buying. I'll take Eli. I've decided Eli is my favorite Manning, which is is a right. tough thing. I like Cooper. Cooper seems cool Co- too. Cooper's my favorite. I've never. I'm met an Cooper. Olivia guy. <laughs> I like I like Olivia, the mom. It's the commercial. She, she doesn't get enough credit. Uh, okay, so I'm going to take Peyton then. Yeah, you get Peyton. I get Eli. But B. Mitch says he's buying anyway. So we're all winners. Love it. Thank you, B. Mitch. Appreciate you. Hey, gotcha. uh, PFT. I might text you. Uh, Barry's for Luga this morning wrote an article in the Washington Post, a column on why B should be in the Hall of Fame. And we're going to try to, as much as Brian doesn't want me to bring this up, I'm going to keep bringing it up. And, and I think you might enjoy reading it. Yeah, no, Brian Mitchell deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I, the Hall of Fame is incomplete without B. Mitch gracing its halls. We're going to make it happen. I'm going to send you the article. I think you'll like it. Thank you for the time, dude. We always appreciate it. All right, take care, guys. Hi, brother. That's our guy, Bye. PFT Commenter. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and Instagram at PFT Commenter. Listen to the Pardon My Take podcast. We're giving away Wizards tickets at 11. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We need to make this a movement. Like everybody that wants to be in the Hall of Fame, tweet at ProFootballHOF. Let them know. There's multiple ways this could happen. Um, Brian will be up for the senior committee, but not till 2028. My thought, and 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 this is not specific to you. I've heard this idea suggested by NFL people. In fact, I believe this is like a Bill Belichick idea. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's it. There should be, and this is not at all to suggest you are only a special teamer, but there should be an induction of like a 10-person, 8-person special teams class into the Hall of Fame because it, it's completely disproportionate to the importance of the game, the amount of special teamers that are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we got what, two? Three. Three? Jan Stenerud, Morton Anderson, and Ray Guy. That's right. And they happen to be kickers. Now, maybe Devin Hester gets in this year, and that kind of changes the paradigm, and it it, it, it starts to highlight the but importance. But it shouldn't be 2023, and you just have three people. Totally. And I think yourself, Steve Tasker, Adam Vinatieri, uh, Matthew Slater with the Patriots. There's probably others that I'm not thinking of, but there are people that have made enough impact on the game for a series of years that this thing needs to happen. And if you look at what the Hall of Fame did, after COVID, they did a larger senior class because they recognized that it, it, it had been underserved. Mm-hmm. You make the rules. It's your... It's, it, you don't need to wait for Congress or something. You could do this effective immediately, effective next year, and it should happen. I just wanted to say that. Okay. Now, other things that should happen should be me thanking my guy, Jeff Walker, and perhaps even Landfill. Um, the boys wanted to order. The, the boys get very focused on ordering food, whereas this may shock you. I'm not always the most focused. And... They, they, you got the most focused on anything. I know they they got me locked in, but being not focused, I'm very good. I'm very good at focusing on not being focused. Very good. But the guys got me locked in. I ordered my food. Jeff went to pick it up. Now my food, my meal came with a soda. I just figured it would be a can of soda, but because of the size of my meal, the the soda was a the kids meal. A a draft. What do you call it? A draft soda. Soda fountain? It was a soda fountain. Fountain soda, bro. A fountain soda. Thank you. <laughs> so Jeff had to carry the damn thing, and it's cold as hell. So thank you, Jeff. You're welcome, JP. Now, I don't think it's fair for you guys to food shame me. I want to be clear about We're that. We're not food shaming you. You food shame yourself. I'm quite I'm quite pleased with my meal. You order something that your daughter, your little daughter would eat and say, Daddy, can I have some more? We're not food shaming you, JP. We're sippy cup shaming you. Yeah, you got a sippy cup. The sippy cup's a little tough. I remember Ivan Carter came in there with a happy, with like a little, what's it called a little meal with the little cheese things in it? A happy meal? Not the happy meal. The little cheese and the crackers. And like the, Lunchables? The Lunchable. He had a Lunchable and a, and, and a sippy cup. That's about what you have. What was in Ivy's sippy cup? Oh, he was just drinking regular, <laughs> regular uh, soda. That time? Yeah, he wouldn't have no, no nothing else. I, yo, I. All I wanted was a grilled cheese. The place we ordered from has like gourmet $17 grilled cheese. 
I wanted regular-ass grilled cheese. So, did I go to the kids' meal? Yes. And you know what? It's great. It's exactly what I want. I've eaten half of it. I'm kind of full. You want to have a grilled cheese, B? Don't want it. Cheese stops you up sometimes. Jeez. Let us know how you really feel. Then you know. Bill Barnwell. Earlier this week had an article about the most QB needy teams in the NFL. Guess who landed on that list, Brian? Um, WC. WFT? WTF? WC. WC. Water closet in Europe. WC. And Barnwell's not just like a content creator churning stuff out to feed the beast that is the internet. He's a wired in analytical mind. This is what Barnwell wrote about the commander's needs at quarterback. They said, pros, good defense, emerging young playmakers, cons, offensive line, ownership, coaching, uncertainty. We all agree with that? Yeah. Barnwell writes, if NFL teams could get punch cards for being frequent shoppers, the commanders would qualify for a free quarterback by now. Since Kirk Cousins left as a free agent after the 2017 season, Washington has made a major quarterback addition four times in five years. Major. Think about that. Alex, this magic. Carson. Carson. Who else? Other one. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, Haskins. Right. For, for, I mean, his first That's round four. pick. That's four. Yeah. Four major QB additions in five years. Undeniably, Smith was the best of that bunch, and yeah. it was kind of ho hum. But they did win games. I think you could argue, seriously, after Smith, is Heineke the best quarterback they've had since Kirk left? Alex is one. But I think it's Taylor, too. I mean, he's the only other one with a winning record, even though it may be a marginally winning record. Yeah, you have to go with that. Right? I mean, you can't put any. Nobody else better than him. Right. So, more from Barnwell here. It would be a surprise if that streak didn't stretch to five in six off-seasons. The commanders could go all-in to try to add a young quarterback, but since arriving, Coach Ron Rivera has typically looked toward veterans. They signed Fitzpatrick, traded for Wentz, and reportedly attempted to deal for Russell Wilson before the Seahawks' standout was sent to the Broncos. Taylor Heineke kept the team afloat during a mid-season run of success, and rookie Sam Howell beat the Cowboys in his first career start to close out the campaign. But Rivera will at least consider adding a veteran to replace Wentz in the months to come. They'll get to work with a true number one receiver in Terry McLaurin, who, assuming he's okay after the water balloon situation, whose career has consisted of playing with the quarterbacks mentioned above. Rookie first-round pick Jahan Dotson and veteran Curtis Samuel flashed at times this season. Although Samuel might be a cap casualty and Dotson missed five games with injuries. Running back Brian Robinson courageously returned from a gunshot wound to tote the ball 205 times as a rookie. Dotson and Robinson haven't emerged yet as above average contributors, but they should each be better in 2023. Whoever ends up a quarterback for the commanders will play behind a line that ranked 27th in pass block win rate. Let me uh, point something out here. Landfill, parenthetically, they ranked 27th in pass block win rate. 
Only 32 teams. Not that bad. Eh, it's bottom five. I'm just joking. Okay. General Manager Martin Mayhew will need to retool the interior where veteran guards Wes Schweitzer and Trey Turner and center Nick Martin are all free agents. I mean, if you're worried about Nick Martin, that talk about trying to change a tire while your house is on fire. Chase Ruye will return after missing most of the season with a knee injury, but the 29-year-old center has been unable to play in 23 of the previous four, 34 games. Andrew Norwell should be back, but the commanders likely will need to add at least two interior linemen to their rotation. You think they're going to stick it out with Norwell? I think they'll try. One thing we know, if you're familiar with Mr. Rivera, you will get a chance. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah, I mean, I guess they will. I mean, he, he his ca- he's on the cap for five mil, and then it's all void years after that. If they cut him with a post-June 1st designation, they could clear about four, four mil. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe they're keeping him. What if they keep that left side of the offensive line and it's Leno and Norwell, and then it's new center, new guard? If we play Cosby. the same people we played last year, it's going to look bad. And I think we're going to be playing a lot of the teams we played last year. They had great success against them. Rivera will also need to shop for an offensive coordinator after the team fired Scott Turner. The commanders reportedly sought to interview Chiefs offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy for the same role. But Biennemi will have better offers if he wants to leave Patrick Mahomes and company. With no quarterback, they might realistically be more in position to trade for a signal caller and then grab a coordinator who has experience with the quarterback as opposed to pursuing things the other way around. Um, Doesn't paint a terrific picture picture? there, wouldn't you say? It doesn't. It does not whatsoever. I do think it's accurate. Yeah. Do you? I agree, and I, I believe that if we're going to make a, a drastic change, we have to really focus on that uh, offensive line and, and be serious about it, and stop trying to fill, you know, holes with with, with mediocre people. You know, I I just don't understand why, in this area, we fall for it all the time, and then we always have the coaches always trying to act as if. They're going to take somebody that has not played well somewhere else, and then they're going to get them here and make them play great. We look at the history of it. It hasn't happened. So I think we have to start looking at that sometimes and stop being fooled by the hope of the they, – they are hoping it works. They don't have the, the, the wherewithal to really prove to us or show us that it works. Brian? J.P.? Hope is not a strategy. Don't go anywhere. We're giving away Wizards tickets when we return. 13 minutes. Barry Sperluga from the Washington Post will join us to talk about the article he wrote this morning trying to get Bimich into the Hall of Fame where he belongs. Right now, giving away Wizards tickets. Playbills. What do you want to do to give the Wiz tickets away? Trivia question? What? Call it 10. I vote <laughs> trivia question. How about call it 10 and they have to answer the trivia question? If they don't, we go to the next 10th call. Don't give it to Brian Mitchell. Beamish keeps angling for these whiz tickets. <laughs> Is this the. It's just a little. It's just a little bit. 
Are these uh, Hornets next Wednesday still Landville? Okay. Um, I think with Barry's for Luger coming on, it's a simple question. We can open the phones up. It's a simple question. Brian Mitchell is second all-time in all-purpose yards in the NFL. Only one person ahead of him. Who is it? Caller 10 that, Beamich, you cannot answer, dude. Why not? You cannot answer, man. Caller 10 that knows that answer. Jeff, you can't answer either, dude. I'll give a hint. He's possibly the greatest player of all time. Imagine you're only behind one person. <laughs> Jeff Walker for president. Duh. <laughs> Jeff Walker for president. <laughs> Jeff Walker for president was the best ever at going to pick up my kids' meal. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jeff, greatly. I also, since we're talking Wiz, they got Damian Lillard in town tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wiz are favored in that game. 7 o'clock, NBC Sports Washington. But all Portland has right now is Damian. Dude, he just dropped 60 the other night. I know. <laughs> I, I'm excited to watch that one tonight. You better win a game when you score 63. Here's my question, B. Does does the postponed game the other night against the Pistons mess up the Wiz mojo? You know what? I, I, I hope not. And I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't. You know why I say that? Because they've talked so much about the practice and how it's been so enthusiastic and how much fun they've been having. You know, and I think uh, the youthfulness of Denny out there, I think that also helps out a little bit. And then, you know, like people – I was watching the um, sports the other day, I mean, the news, and they started talking about, you know, the little nickname he has and how it brings so much fun to the team. And you think back, you know, and I think back to, like, uh, you know, in some games in college and things like that, we had certain guys that will step up. Quint McCollum, he was probably the slowest guy we had on the team, but we called him magician the way he would just make people fall down when he would run routes. And in practice – we were looking for it. And when he did, you saw it on both sides of the ball, how it hyped practice up. That could be something that they're feeding off of. Yeah. The simplest thing sometimes has the, the biggest impact. So, caller 10, 800-636-1067. You will win two tickets to the Washington Wizards game next Wednesday night against the Charlotte Hornets. Should be a, a fun one, man. I mean, the Wiz are hot, and it's been a lot of fun to watch them kind of get the season back together. Um, you can, of course, check out tickets at WashingtonWizards.com slash tickets. Tickets courtesy of Monumental Sports. Yeah. Um, dude, here's the other thing. Tonight against the, the Blazers is the concert series games. I went to one of these a couple of years ago to go see Slick Rick. Um, Rick Ross and Ja Rule tonight. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's – those are – I mean, I, I get that their prime may have been. I, I like think John still, Rule's prime was when I was still in college. Have a lot of people wanted to be right. But they've got to have a lot. Yeah. Right. They got they got a nice, nice Rolodex. So, dude, not a Rolodex, but like a nice catalog of songs that people would be happy about. Dude, Rick Ross has four point seven million Twitter followers. I can only imagine what he's got on Instagram. Ja Rule, you want to guess this? Give him about. I give Jaru about two point seven. Two hundred sixty-five thousand. That's it. I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, Unless he's not, you know, some guys from a certain generation don't jump on a lot of stuff like that. He also might have way more 
But um, Ricky Rose does. Well, these guys might be more of like Instagram powerhouses. I'm going to look up Ja Rule. Ja Rule also like got in some trouble with uh, the Fire Festival. Do you remember that? All right, Ja Rule has 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Okay. And Rick Ross, you want to, all right, Rick Ross had 4.8, right, on Twitter. You want to guess what he's got on Instagram? Damn. It's six. You thought it was going to be more. That's why I'm going higher. No, it's a lot. About nine million? Rick Ross, who, I mean, all of his names are just great. But you got to realize, man, when it was a pandemic, Rick Ross got a lot because of, uh, when they, what they call it, uh, Wingstop turning the thigh stop because of Rick Ross, brother. Rick Ross is selling whiskey. He's got his own scotch out there. He got whiskey. He, got, he had chicken. Dude, you get some followers when you start selling all that. B. How many he has? 17 million. 17 million on Instagram? See, this is what. At one point, Twitter was the spot you went Dude, to. Dude, he's selling champagne. But and- think about that. Wasn't Twitter the spot you jumped on when you wanted to like really push stuff out? Now, this Instagram stuff is blowing past it. Yeah, I think Instagram is the more like influential portion. So if you want to go to the Wiz game tonight, one, the Wiz are hot. Two, you get to watch Dame Lillard. Three, Rick Ross and Ja Rule. That's a pretty cool night. The, the Wiz have won six in a row, seven and three in the last ten. He said 50 Cent messed up Ja Rule's following. What, do you just buy, like, clowning them all the time? Uh, yeah, 50 Cent, 50 Cent seems to be the most ruthless uh, <laughs> celebrity out there. He gets pissed at you. He goes full force at you. I, I, you know <laughs> what? I, I choose not to battle with 50. Um, I almost wonder if tonight's game sold out. Wizards, Blazers, tickets. I don't. Let's go to Ticketmaster. That's the official one, right? God, yeah, I'll accept your cookie. Shut up. Um, you can still get in tonight for Wiz Blazers. I think Pete's going tonight. If you're in the game, you're in the concert. Dude, and you know what's cool? I don't know that this is still the case, but when I went for the Slick Rick concert a few years ago, they close like the upper levels, and they they must know how many people are going to stick around or whatever, and they let everybody come down come for down the concert. Low. I went to a game with my wife, and we were leaving out, and – she was like, the game is over, right? I'm like, yeah. I said, why are all these damn people coming in here? And the guy said, oh, man, y'all leave, y'all going to stay for the concert? She was like, a concert? <laughs> it was like a, a week. They said, like, they go to that concert. I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm going home. Yo, you can get in the building tonight for Wiz Blazers, which I think is a legit fun game. Like, yeah. I almost wonder if yeah. it's on ESPN or something. Yeah. There's going to be some trees being shot. You can get in the building tonight. Now, granted, the fees are the fees. I, I don't know what this costs are with fees. You can get in the building for thirty-eight bucks. Yeah, let's just say you can you can go into the game and watch a game and a concert tonight for far less than it would be be to go watch a concert, dude. Jeff, you got a date tonight? Not not saying you, but like if a dude had a date tonight, you get a pair of tickets for eighty bucks, and it's a game and a concert. That's I, not bad. I feel like all. that's a pretty good date. Hell yeah. yeah. Great day. Get you some food. Yeah. It's going to cost a little Say more. Say you're going to spend another 50 bucks there on beer and food. No, you're going to spend more than 50. Yeah, especially for two people. You're spending that. Yeah. 
Yeah, come on, Jay. Just on you, one. You meal. forgot two drinks. Uh, okay, two drinks a person is more than fifty. Say you're spending a hundred. You you've got a date night for less than two hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, depending on who it is. Seems plausible. Getting in the door for forty bucks for uh, a game uh, at a concert. I hung out with him several times. It, it ain't no two hundred dollars if you're gonna eat. If you watch the game and go to the concert, then you're gonna eat and drink with that dude. B, you know me well. A lot of times I just don't eat. Nah, but you're gonna <laughs> but order, but you're gonna order the food. It's still expensive. You just don't eat it at all. <laughs> Barry's for the, Luga. That's the worst date right there. The one that don't eat all the food they order. There are worse dates than me. <laughs> Barry's for Luga joins us next. Washington Post. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.